Hi everybody, this is Jenny. Welcome to my Amulet Podcast. I'm so happy that you're with us today and I have a very special guest. Welcome, Rocky. Hello, I'm Roxo uh, from Miami, Florida, uh, representing uh, Project Roadmap and the future of NFTs. That's right. Well, let's just jump right into it (laughs) because you brought everything up in one sentence. So you're an artist. Yes. How? Let's start at the beginning. Mm-hmm. How did you decide to become an artist? So it really started when I was a kid watching my dad. My dad's a graphic designer and he would do like T-shirt designs for the Miami Heat, uh, for, you know, Digimon, uh, for the Marlins. Um, he would do like uh, these shirts for like uh, roller coasters for like Bush Garden. I remember one time he did like this this one shirt called Cobra and it was a cobra that turned into like a roller coaster. It was like this weird yeah. thing that he did like for t-shirt designs on uh I think it was on Adobe um Illustrator, if I'm not mistaken. And I was a kid just watching that and it just kind of got me like excited to be like a creator. Um uh, most of the time that I spent doing art, like in middle school and high school, like my creativity was kind of dormant. But as soon as I graduated uh, high school, I went to college. I got into uh, graffiti, and that's when I started practicing uh, different art techniques, learning how to outline, wow. how to do like fills, right. uh, characters, shading. Um, I was horrible at the beginning. Like, like, like I wasn't good, you know? Like, it's just everyone starts off somewhere, you know? Right. So it was like my letters were too big, or my perspective was like all over the place. And, uh, gradually, you know, I just got better and better. And, you know, I, you know, I'm at where I'm at today, I guess. You didn't stop. Consistency. That's amazing. Yeah. Consistency. Yeah, because um, that's, a, that's a big one. I, I can imagine how many people try something, myself included, and I'm like, I'm, there's no way I'm ever going to be any good. This is awful. And yeah. you walk away. Yeah. I think there's that and there's fear. There's always For go- sure. going to be fear. But a lot of it is just like if you're passionate, if it makes you happy, the next day is just, you know, it's just trial and error. Everything I see is trial and error. You're going to make mistakes. You're not. None of us are perfect. But that's a lesson for the next day. And that's that's kind of like how I see stuff, you know. And did you when you started graffiti, did you take like a course in college or you were kind of like introduced through the the regular outside medium the graffiti scene is a tough scene so it's so i've heard yep so the graffiti scene is kind of like so i'm, I'm into hip, hip-hop underground mm-hmm. hip-hop and it's based on like the four elements graffiti mc b-boy and djing there's some other elements as well but those are like the main four right and but graffiti is the only element in hip-hop that doesn't really need hip-hop to survive it's anyone could be a graffiti artist could be a rocker could be someone who listens to dance music but the miami graffiti scene is not the nicest scene in the world when in what I, sense in, in what sense is like if you want to learn how to do something in the miami graffiti scene graffiti writers will look at you and they'll laugh because they're like oh you really want to learn you want to be a part of this environment <laughs> tough love tough that like the toughest of tough love and um you know I think it was good to a certain extent, you know, yeah. but at the same time, I feel like if you want to onboard people, there there needs to be some type of, you know, 
compassionate understanding right. uh, versus having ego, you know? But yeah, that's how I came up. You know, I, I needed to prove myself. In hip hop, you have to prove yourself. You have to be like, oh, you you, you really think you're that good or you really want to learn this. You want to learn this technique that, I, that took me 20 years to do. You want to be better than me? And then it's like, oh, you check the temperature in the room and it's like, okay, they, they want to know how long I'm going to be here. Right. Are you serious about this? Are you willing to put in the... Yeah. The work and the effort. Yeah. People come yeah. in from the outside are like, oh, this is cool. This is pretty. This is awesome. And then I realize that the person that created that vibe or that look spent 20, mm -hmm. 30 years doing it. And right. I think what it is is that they're very protective. That's yeah. the best way I could put it. They're protective of their scene and their culture. That's admirable, though. I like that. And then I guess I just didn't stop. I just, you know, even if people make fun of me. They're like, oh, this is horrible. I'm like, all right, cool. Next day. I'll come back tomorrow. Yeah, okay, I'll come back. You know, a, a lot of those people I'm like are my like my brothers, like my best friend, like my boy Kesso. Like he was always hard on me. You know, he was like, yo, like you got to fix this. You got to do that. I go, but why? It's like, because it doesn't look good. I was like, okay, fine. Right. But he sees where I'm at now. He's like proud. So. Oh, that's nice. Have you had the chance to mentor someone already? Yeah, I used to. Well, I used to teach music and art therapy. So I've actually ran into my students this year that I haven't seen in years and be like, oh, Mr. Rocky. And I go, who's this? And he's like, oh, it's, you know, so and so. Like, I can't say their name. Because, no, right. But uh, I'm like, no way. Like, these are kids I used to teach in lockdown you, facilities. Because you had what, um, what age group? I, I used to teach music and art therapy to kids in lockdown facilities. So I would go into, like, foster homes and, and you know, kind of like juvenile detention centers. Yeah. So the age group would range from, like, you know, 11 all the way to 18. That's such a tough age. Yeah. And a tough situation for them to be in. The art was kind of like an avenue to cope with where they're at, but also to build them, like, give them fundamentals. So when they mm -hmm. get out, they're not looking at society as black and white they're looking at it through the spectrum of of colors and ideas and um just different avenues and opportunities versus just yeah oh i'm gonna get in trouble when i as soon as i get out right it's like well you're very talented you could sing you can write music you could do art you know and they're like oh mr rocky i can do art i was like no you can watch this is how you do it we're gonna do it step by step it's literally a a, a sequence of events so to me you know those are the people that i mentored you know i have mentors myself but you know i know for sure that and, and it's funny because i didn't realize it at the time i was just you know working trying to make sure i was doing a good job mm -hmm. but now i realize it because these kids are adults now now they have kids or they're starting their own family or you know it's it's very powerful yeah yeah it must have been so cool to see them now yeah all grown up and like yeah. a full person yeah oh my goodness it's crazy because you you see someone in a good place and you just yeah. know that you know you, you might have had a, a little impact in their life and right. i feel like teachers are very like underestimated you know like you know we got good teachers we got bad teachers but the really really good ones are like the ones that just that will help the worst student the student yeah. that needs the most help not the one that is a straight a the one that, that has straight A's and everything has he, their life together. Exactly. It's the one that it's. And this is one thing that I realize about life is that we sometimes we need to save the people that are not savable mm -hmm. because you don't know how they're going to return it back. You don't like you might change yeah. someone's life and they might 
they might save other people. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Just because of the you know the the kindness like what you did. So yeah. I know I know that's very like important. So amazing! Oh my God, you must have been such a wonderful teacher. Like how how did you walk away from that? From being in that in I, that situation? It it was a good environment, but I needed to you know like it was a nonprofit, you know, and you know like sometimes. It's rewarding, you know, but I had to do other things in life as well, you know, I just to kind of understand. just to maintain and to, you know, like move forward yeah. and stuff. And it's a tough job. It takes a lot from you, no matter yeah. how important you know it is and how fulfilling it is yeah. for you. It takes a lot. Yeah. I would love to help people like 24 seven. If I could, that would be, you yeah. know, my, you know, my, my, you know, my life's work, which I think I'm kind of moving in that direction. I was going to say, yeah. you're, you are, you're still doing that, but just in a different yeah. avenue. Exactly. Yeah. Like if, if it were up to me, I would give everybody work, give everybody opportunities. Obviously right. you have to prove that you could do it good, you yeah. know, to be a part of, you know, cause that's like any company that you work for or any or anything, like you have to, you know, show and prove and, and yeah. stuff. But for the most part, leaving that, I feel like everything's going to come back in full circle. Definitely. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Were any of your old students at the event you had a couple of weeks ago? I don't know. I don't think so. No. Oh. no. But they know they're in the dancing. Like a lot of them in yeah. the dancing. A lot of them have families. A lot of them watch what I'm doing through social media. So it's 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 crazy. It's crazy, you know. That I didn't stop doing art or music and that right. everyone's seeing like what's happening now, you know, yeah. so I'm kind of glad I didn't stop. So, yeah, we all are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're all very glad you didn't stop because <laughs> um, then we wouldn't have your art. So Thank you. tell me about that first time that you finally said, OK, I'm going to I'm going to do this. I'm going to dive in. And you saw that piece for the first time. What was that experience like? Oh, like I'm going to do art for the first time? Yeah, like when you started doing graffiti and you finally felt like you nailed it and you made your first piece that you felt was good enough to be seen. Anything like for me in my life where I was like, I passed like a certain moment in my life of achievement. It always happened like months or days later after the fact. And what I mean by that is when I started getting good at pieces it was like five or six pieces in that were they all these pieces are fire but i just didn't give myself that pat in the back i was just like okay i gotta you know i I gotta you know make sure that i could duplicate this and multiply it and then i was like okay after like five or ten of those pieces that look amazing i was like okay i think i got something here you know so like to be like a one singular piece like that just that wasn't like how i was programmed i'm very like like a numbers i'm like i'm like okay if i could do this more than once then i have something i think you're very humble like, it's what it is yeah i, I try I, I i just i just know that there's a lot of talent out there there's a lot of people that are like beyond like comprehension in regards to what comes out of their mind and their heart and uh i just know that i, I have my own avenue mm-hmm. and i just move on my own i, I try to contribute the best way I can right. and learning new, new ways of doing art, you know? And then, you know, cause I, I already know what it's like to kind of come in and be like, Oh yeah, I'm the best. And you're around. And then you see the best show up. You're like, Oh, whoa. <laughs> well, I was just, I was kidding. I was just, hold on. I was, you know, like there's, there's a lot of people that we don't know that are not on social media that are just like, they're amazing at what they do, right. you know? And uh, it's, you know, for me, it's just hard work. 
That's yeah. all. Just work. I think there needs to be a healthy balance of, of knowing your worth, but also, you know, staying humble and understanding that the world is big. Yes. You know? I think there's a lot of artists that are even more talented than me, but right. they get taken advantage of yeah. because of, you know, they're not business minded or, you know, like I was talking to my friend Nestor about this. I wish people would know better in a sense uh like they would recognize someone's value and just you know be professional about it like if you're a business person and you see someone's art you know let's let's come up with a number let's come up with a contract and let's figure it out not make an assumption that someone's going to do something for free just because they want exposure right and it's kind of like it's hard for me because i want to see the best in people but i have to come and have to be business minded too to protect myself absolutely so for the artist that's really really talented i i think to have them create more they have to protect themselves because what happens is when they get you know taken advantage of then they're like oh i don't want to do this no more right or i just you know and they kind of lose that spark and that flame and i feel like there needs to be a healthy balance between the creator and the business person, right. business people are not emotional. Creators are, but yes. it has to be like a medium, you know. Yeah, that's such a good way of putting it. Um, would you advise to an artist that feels like the business side is just not their comfort level? They're not gonna do it. Would you advise them to seek help, like have someone that can that they trust that can do that for them? Yeah, absolutely. I'm doing it right now. I can't do. I do clerical work, shipping, receiving, everything myself, but eventually it's not going to, like, it's getting to the point where I have to only focus on creating the art. That's so exciting. You know, exactly. Yeah, So awesome. And what I would tell to uh, um, a creator is if you have to do it all yourself at the beginning, do so. But once things get a little bit out of scope in a sense of, like, the amount of work that you have going on, you have to surrender everything that you're doing and yeah. and give the keys to right. someone else that you can obviously you can trust you know to get right. the job done you know mm. but it's essential you For need a sure. team you need a team and lean into your strengths right like if if you know your strength is in art don't worry about the business side of things right like find someone that that's their strength and then they can handle that yes yeah yeah My, what i want to do is find people like me um and just help them you know, yeah. like help them the best way they can, because I know what it's like to uh, not have resources and, and working with you got, you know, working right. with what you got. Like the fact that people value my art um, where it's at right now versus the materials, like they don't care about the materials I use. I can use Dollar Tree materials as long as the art gets produced. Right. It, that that really shows the perspective of value and how subjective it is. They want your talent. They don't care what how we got there. Exactly. You know? Yeah, for sure. So if I could help someone get to that point in the future, it would, you know, be A plus for me. Hopefully yeah. the, the the life teacher gives me an A plus. Yeah, you know? no, I, I'm sure it's on its way because what you're doing is amazing. Thank you. Um so let's let's backtrack a little bit. So you uh, were doing graffiti, um, you were also teaching. Yes. And then what happened? Tell me what the next step was. The next couple of years, I mean, I would, okay, so from teaching music and art therapy, 
I was able to start getting into the patterns that you see here. Mm -hmm. I would, uh, so the kids, they like doing the graffiti letters, but they also like the way I, you know, formulated patterns and stuff. So I would create these patterns and have them like fill it in and it kind of looked like stained glass. Yeah. So it was like this kind of stained glass art that I came up with and remember going to Catholic school and being like, wow, like this is really cool. Like the way the light hits the stained glass right. and my art kind of looks a bit like it now. So I took that and then I started applying it to apparel. So I would paint it on a snapback and I made my first sale. I sold it to this lady and uh, she part does. I don't know if she owns this hat, but it was just the brim and the top of the hat. That's how I started it before I started painting all, all around it. And that's when I kind of knew. I was like, okay, well, I can get paid to do canvases. I can get paid to do apparel. I was already getting paid to do murals at the time. I, I had painted like a whole gym by myself. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was crazy. And then, I don't know, I just did that and I would do telemarketing. So I would do inbound sales. So I would make my hourly rate plus commission and then I would get paid on top of that to do art. So that's kind of how I saw like art to me was like the extra bonus commission right. that I was doing from my nine to five. So that was my life for like, I don't know how many years until now. And then uh, NFTs. Yeah. So let's jump into that exciting part. How did you get introduced to NFTs? Um, so the way I got introduced to NFTs, when I first heard about NFTs was last year, I think in May uh, or in April, I was in Clubhouse and I was hearing about NFTs. But um I thought NFTs essentially were just kind of like a virtual gallery. Mm -hmm. So I didn't really like people were talking about NFTs and I was like, all right, cool. It's just a gallery. And, you know, it's a huge misconception that I had. Fast forward to uh, October, my friend Stesson, he hits me up. He's like, hey, man, I think we should have a meeting with Jet. And I was like, oh, and Jet and Stesson, my, Stesson's my best friend. Jet is a... Uh, part of Future Force. He's one of the, the main leaders of Future Force and him and Stetson are the same crew. So he hit, Stetson hits me up and he's like, yo, I think we should have a meeting with Jet. He want to talk about NFTs. And I'm like, all right, cool. So we have this meeting. He takes me, we meet in Panera Bread. It was me, Stetson and Dean, my fiance. And, you know, Jet pulls out his phone like this and he just shows it to me. Like, this is Jet, like right here. He shows me his phone. I'm like, all right, cool. And he's like, He's like, so this is my uh my OpenSea account and this is my MetaMask, and uh, these are the NFTs that I own. And he pulls up a board ape, hmm. and I'm like, all right, cool, like this is awesome. He goes, this is worth 250k, and I go, no, You're it's lying. not. Yeah, I go, <laughs> no, it's not. It doesn't make any sense. And then he starts gang, you know, he starts telling me telling me about what utility is, and what a roadmap is, and and the NFT community and why it's value, what it is, you know, like from uh, Board Ape Yacht Club being released, you know, last year to the IRL events that they had. <clears throat> and I'm just like, okay, so explain to me again what an NFT is. He's like, okay, it's a non fungible token, it's in a smart contract that's in the blockchain. Um, you could think you could say that it's a it's a JPEG or whatnot, but what you're buying is the the contract you're buying into that community, right? And that community has like features and benefits that kind of outweigh the price point of the JPEG to begin with. Because when you go to these IRL events, you start collaborating with angel investors. You start collaborating with, you know, people who own tech companies, people that you were, you know, if you were a college student and you own an ape, now you have access to these people. Not that you didn't have it before, but you bought it early. You got right. lucky. 
So it's like all these opportunities and doors that are opening and stuff didn't exist before in Web 2. Like Web 3 made all that possible. And when I left Panera Bread, I was like, okay, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to grab my iPad. I'm going to start creating my Soulbot characters. I'm going to start breaking down the attributes because that's how they were explaining to me Mm -hmm. that, you know, it's basically like just different attributes that you, you know, you load up and the developer creates those 10,000 units. So I left Panera Bread, started working on it, creating like all my characters and stuff. And I put that on hold for two months. So October, no, for one, yeah, October. And then November, uh, there's this other person that hits me up on Instagram by the name of uh, Post. And I thought he w- it was a fake account because he only had like four pictures. And he's like, Post is like, I think you should do NFTs. And I go, okay. I, but I don't thank know you. This, <laughs> thank you. I don't know who this person is. Right. This person is very important, by the way. He, uh, he's like, he hits me up weeks later again. He's like, yo, um, they're going to need you to paint a mural for the Board Ape Yacht Club during Art Basel. And I was like, we're going to put you in the Discord. And I'm like, all right, cool. I Again, I didn't think nothing much of it. Then he invites me into the Discord. And the Discord's like Basel Apes. And it was all Board Ape people. And I was like, okay, this is serious. So then I started talking to everybody in the group chat. You know, start letting them know that, you know, I'm probably going to paint a mural for them. Everybody got excited. And then I started, like, um, creating, like, background derivatives uh, for the apes. I did one for posts. He posted it up. And then that's when everything just started blowing up. That's amazing. Yeah. And do you know how he found you? Through uh, It's crazy. Okay, so I have a client uh angelo he drives uh from port st Lucie all the way down to buy my artwork he's like one of my few clients that do that you know like he will literally drive down just to talk to me and meet me and and he had a soulbot sticker from uh because i also write and record music he went to my album release last year uh in february and he has my my coloring book and my stickers Nice. And the sticker was in a coffee mug. And then he took a picture of his coffee mug. And then po- he's friends with Post. Post saw it. And that's how I got hit up. So, that is a, what a cool story. Yeah. It's cool. You just, you never know yeah, how just, the dots are going to connect. So it, you just got to, you know, yeah, I, live Ange- life. Angelo. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Angelo, for real. That was a good, a good post. Yes. To post. To post. Exactly. <laughs> like, so he he invited me into the Discord. I started doing the background derivatives uh, for the BAYC. And then I started doing derivatives for other um, uh, blue check NFT projects. Um, the mural thing fell through. Never like it didn't go like it didn't happen. But that's OK, because okay. what ended up happening was I, I ended up pitching an idea to post. And then he ended up pitching it to NFT Poppy and all the other apes. And what I wanted to do was NFT Poppy was throwing an event. And I was like, I think it would be cool to paint these apes live on a canvas. And it was essentially supposed to be just five apes. And I remember being in the hotel during Thanksgiving um, after we came back from the Thanksgiving like party. And, you know, just everybody hitting me up on Discord and be like, hey, do you have a chance? Can you fit me in to do the ape? And I was like, OK, from five, it went to six, from six, it went to seven. 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. Before I knew I had 16 canvases that I had to paint. So wow. I, I ordered the canvases. They all came in. I started painting them, you know, like prepping them up and getting them ready for the Basel event. 
then we had the basil event i painted like 15 of them live i have one that i had already painted 15 in one yeah wow yeah that's amazing yeah and then that's kind of like how my name started like you know uh gaining traction and then i just started you know rinse and repeat doing the same thing you know and then and then we moved on to the uh, ape wall of fame mural which is the one that we saw at your event yes right so with that one um i had the idea of just kind of like scaling up so i was like okay if i can do 16 canvases what would it look like if people saw apes lined up in a pfp kind of magazine style so i was on a hunt to look for like a decent wall um and uh jet helped me connect with jacob uh and jacob was able to uh get me that wall location and uh we started which is perfect it's amazing right on the corner we'll we'll put the the link to that gallery yeah. down below so people can see where it is and yeah. they can go by and take a picture and tag both of us. Yes. <laughs> that would be so cool. Yeah, that wall is is so fun. Yeah, yeah. It was it, it was definitely a journey. Like I want so my whole goal and purpose behind, you know, educating people on NFTs is letting people know that look, that wall we got commissioned out to do it like by each of the IP owners, you know, right. but those IP owners, like if they didn't invest in Board Ape Yacht Club last year or all these other NFT projects, then we wouldn't exist. Like I wouldn't exist, you know, for me, I'm really big on practicality and reality. Like if it's yeah. not real, if it's all like fake that it's, but as soon as I started getting paid in Ethereum, as soon as the apes started paying us for the wall and the canvases and everything, I was like, this has to be real. Like it cannot just come from, nothing you know so i mean my life changed so it went from doing the canvases to doing the mural and because i was doing the mural i couldn't work my regular job anymore so i had to quit my regular job and pursue art full-time congratulations thank you that's such a big step yeah it's crazy yeah and and so exciting and so well deserved yeah it was you should people artists should be doing art full-time yeah that should be your life yeah it's just it's uh for me it was uh the majority of my life was i was selling art and making good money out of it yeah but somehow this space was created i saw there was a huge gap and i saw there was opportunity everywhere and everything just started lining up so that fear about you know, like, oh, I don't know where the money's going to come from here or how we're going to pay for the wedding or this time the third. Like, it just slowly. And it's funny because my fiance, she got to see all that. Right. Like, I always looked at her and be like, are you sure I'm doing the right thing? Like, yeah. are you sure this is good? She's like, no, you're good. You're good. Thank you for telling me where you're uh, good, you know? That's such a cool, a cool experience. Can you imagine when you, you know, years down the line, you tell your children about that? Yeah. Her, her belief in me is really why I go this hard. Like, I want her to be happy. I want her to be comfortable. Like, I do a lot of this stuff just to make sure that we're living, like, a peaceful, happy life. Yeah. You know? So, like, that's that's the feel, you know? And then, and, you know, it's just, like I said, everything needed to, to line up. Mm-hmm. And, and it's just, I was focused, you know, bullseye, right. ready to go. What would you say to to people that are still having trouble coming to terms with NFTs? I think it's hard to explain to them what it is sure. because of all the hype. But I feel like when you throw IRL events, you get to meet the people. And then later on, after the party, you get to network and talk to them or, or 
or feel comfortable to mm-hmm. go into a Twitter space and then you start listening to what the people are saying on Twitter. Hey, you need to, you know, guys, make sure to set up your MetaMask, make sure you have your, your C phrase, you know, make sure, you know, 48 hours of research with each project, talk to people in the community, check out the Discord, check out the Twitter, check out the website, make sure everything looks good. You know, like people are not buying NFT projects anymore that are, you know, being advertised. Mm-hmm. What they're doing is they're going into the space and they're talking to the people right. who are supporting that project and they're asking questions like, what's the utility? What's the roadmap? You know, like, what's the artist like? Does the artist really uh, support this project? Yeah. You know, there's so many. The, the cool thing about this is that people in the NFT space are very savvy and they're very smart, but that comes with patience. So all the people that are coming in now that are trying to, you know, get money and try to make a flip, mm-hmm. they're going to, you know, they're going to get burned and they're going to learn. But some of those people might stay because they might be like, there's there's a lot of authenticity and genuineness to this. There's a lot of bad projects, but there's a lot of great projects. Right. There's a lot of projects that catch a bad break and somehow they survive. And they they go the distance with bumps on the road and everything that's like hard to control. I mean, just yesterday, uh, Board Ape Yacht Club, Dudos, a lot of the blue check projects all got hacked on Discord and everything. Okay, I was living on the rock because I did not know this. Yeah, it happened yesterday. Oh my goodness. All of them get hacked, yeah. Whoa. Well, that's crazy. So we're, that's that's where we're at right now this is still the wild wild west but at the same time it's like you have to have emotional intelligence you know Mm. when alien friends got hacked and you know people lost i think they lost like 200k or something you know mason the co-founder artist he was able to reimburse people back that's unheard of you know so it's like true that's customer service right there that's protecting your community so it's to me, NFTs are a lot bigger than me just creating the artwork. And yeah. I, that's what I'm starting to realize because I want to come out with a project too. You know, I want to do something where I have 10,000 people that have a rock soul soul bot, but I also want to make sure that I do right by them and they're protected because what's the point of everybody buying my artwork if something happens and then they, they lose an opportunity or, or they lose their NFT? So that's right. where you have to get a, like a developer or someone to come in to make sure that Right. Your project is protected. The community, the mods, everything. So I was like, man, this is, this is more than just putting out artwork. Mm-hmm. The art is just the first thing. Then there's your legacy. It's it's like a franchise. Yeah. It's there's so much to it, um, which is what I, I think is so exciting about it. You know. Yeah. It's like a, it, like you said, it doesn't stop at the art. That's just the beginning. The art is the beginning, and then. What happens is like these projects, they generate money, but the people in the community, they want to know where that money is going to go on Mm -hmm. a quarterly basis. So it's like you kind of have to have everything mapped out. It's a business plan. Yeah, exactly. A business plan. And, you know, like there's so much to it, but I just think for the average person who's going to learn to just take it one day at a time because... If you really think about it, there's so much information in it already, and it's going to continue to evolve and get faster than what it is now. It's already fast. People are already uh, degening for hours. They don't leave their house. So there's going to be like a break where it's going to be so fast that it's not going to make sense to anyone, even like to us that we know exactly what it is. Yeah. 
yeah i mean there there are times when i have to like be like okay hold on you know let me take a minute let me step away from it digest it think about it and come back because you're right like it's, it's just so fast it's so hard to keep up with and it's intimidating for for us older folk you know <laughs> i mean we, we were used our our lives change after the pandemic you know the yeah. pandemic happened and we're at home and we're starting to think and move and feel differently because we used to move all the time mm -hmm. now you throw in something like this and you're like well this is kind of like how assets and how money and things are exchanged and you're like but i like the way old money used to be it's like well you like it because that's the way it used to be but now right. you, it was easy you don't have to learn anything um but it doesn't mean that it's the best way When people started telling me, like, oh, you should also accept NFTs as payment or Ethereum, I was like, at the beginning, I was like, well, that doesn't make no sense. Hold on, wait. What right. do you, and now, but like, that was like four months ago for me. Like, I had to, for the wall, I had to get paid in Ethereum. And I had wow. to figure out how to transfer from Ethereum to USD. Yeah. And I was like, man, I hope all this works. I'm doing all this being like, man, I hope all this works <laughs> because I have to pay people. I have to pay myself. I have to do all these things. Like, and it did. It all went through. And I was like, this is the future this is, it is. and yeah. it was so like quick and seamless and you don't have to deal like with the banks and it's yeah it was i learned a lot in the, the span of like two or three months so about what do you think nfts will do for art in the future we can see what it's doing now but how far do you think it's going to push um the art world i think business people angel investors like anyone that has money is looking at art as a way to make money like to create franchises and to create all that stuff i think for artists it's changing the dynamic of oh i need to have a gallery and give the gallery 30 it's like well no i don't need to have a gallery i just need to have a community mm -hmm. you know i need to have the developers i need to have mods i need to have people that i can trust for my project versus going to a gallery setting up your 16 20 pieces having them take your 30% and then that's it yeah. that that's where your name if goes if you're lucky cuz if you're lucky the we from our experience is usually 50% that they yeah. take yeah. which is so much money yeah yeah it's, yeah it's it's insane how much money you guys have to shell out just to see a little bit come back it's no it's quite uh, a lot it's a uh, And, and when you and when you look back at it, you're like, oh, it doesn't make sense. But then it's like that was the corner, that was the wall that we were pushed in. Mm -hmm. You know, they're like, okay, you weren't given any other options. Where given. else would you show your art? You know, now, how else would you engage with people? Now it's like, this is my price point. This is I remember throwing my first gallery show, and the, I remember the prices I had on that wall, and nobody got any art pieces. They only bought from the store. It was still, to me, it was a, a successful show. But the first, yeah, it was a feel-free show. And I had pieces up there for like a certain price point. I'm not going to throw a number out there. But now I'm there and I'm like, this is, I remember talking to my fiance being like, I have people buying my artwork for this much. And right. I remember four or five years ago, it was like, and it was just because, you know, the people that were there, like, they just don't have, you know, that that money to pay for it and you don't want to alienate people either you know but that's how I, where i valued myself at the time right. but now i feel like it's more equal for everybody everybody has yeah. like an opportunity that's one of the things i really like about the space is that now people that are buying these art pieces usually wouldn't own art 
you know? Yep. Um, because in in real the real world, right? Like, how much money can do you really need to buy an art piece? It's a lot. Yeah, it's I, a lot of money. I think what it is is that you know, and it's funny because a lot of the apes, a lot of my friends now, they they look at art differently. They look at it like, well, I don't see why I need to spend three hundred dollars on a piece. And I explained to them, I was like, well, if the artist paints the piece buys the materials, does this, like you could go to Walmart and get a $300 canvas or $150 canvas. But what you want is someone to create something for you and it to mean something versus it looking pretty in your home. You're going to get that regardless, which is fine. But if you like, and it's funny because there's, there's subjective value. Mm -hmm. You can look at something and be like, Hey, this is what I'm worth. And then that person's like, all right, cool. But not everyone's like that. But the people that I have around me now, they see art differently. They see business. It's almost business and art. They're all changing simultaneously. People are a lot more empathetic. They're a lot more understanding. There's still a lot of, uh, you know, bad actors, a lot of people trying to take advantage yeah. of people's money and stuff. But there's a lot of really good just people in the space and, and projects. And, you know, like it's it's hard because it's like, there's a huge wave right now. Everyone's gonna wants to come in and make money, but that's I don't think that's what's gonna last. You know? Definitely. I mean that that's unsustainable. It has yeah. to be a bigger purpose than just make money. Obviously we all need to make money because we we need it. Yeah. <laughs> but it has to be a higher purpose for sure. I, for for me it's like uh and it's kind of crazy because you can have a successful project, you can have it sell out, but and that's good, but there's still you still have a whole year ahead of you where you you have to give the community something. You have to like, and this is what's cool about the space because like once it's on smart contract, once the website's up, once you have that roadmap, if you don't deliver on those things that you say, your project's gonna be a dud, right. and everyone's gonna and your reputation. Yep, everything goes down. You're gonna hear it on the Discord. You're gonna hear it on the yeah. Twitter. You're gonna. There's even... a lot of accountability here, which I really like. Exactly. That that's another thing that I started gravitating towards. I was like, all right, cool. Like it's cool to get paid, you know. But I was like, why am I gonna buy an NFT? Mm-hmm. Like, am I gonna buy it because I'm gonna flip it? Am I gonna buy it from the artwork? You know, like what are my reasons towards right. that? So I'm like, okay, let me go on the Twitter space and let me start listening to people for this project. I like the artwork. It looks cool, but that's not everything. You can have really amazing artwork, but if the people who are running the project are treating the community bad, and what I mean by bad is they're just taking the money and right. not spending it or putting it back into the community, that's not good either. So I listen to those things. I listen to different projects, and I'm like, hey, so and I ask people, like, what do you guys think about the art? What do you think about the community? You know, oh, I love the community because of this, this, and this. And for this specific reason, like this person right here uh, was helping this other person out and educating them on this. And I was like, okay, those are all tangible, like, things, like information and data that I put into before buying an NFT. You know, I'm an artist myself, so I love art. But now I had to, like, pump the brakes and be like, all right, cool. Like, You got to get yourself on the other side. Yeah, in the business side, because yeah. I, I can be supporting a project that's not even a real project, that mm-hmm. a project that's hurting some uh, a bunch of people. But the, the, I could be supporting a project where everyone is getting robbed or something, you know, not yeah. robbed, but like the it's like a rug pull, you yeah. know? Yeah, yeah. So, 
and that's also another thing that I noticed. Like as soon as my name started developing, now everyone asks, like, "Oh, you know, why did you buy this?" I was like, "Oh, I can't just buy anything now." Oh, I see that. Yep. Okay, I I never thought of that. Right, like now people are looking at you as like a guide. Yeah, I I have apes looking at me. Everyone looks. Like, they look at my wallet. They look at. You know, I mean, I have some that are bad. I ha I bought some projects that are just like they didn't go anywhere. Like yeah. they just, it was just bad. You know, and I'm because I was learning. You know, and a lot of people right. have wallets like that, from apes. Anyone, they all have. Everyone has a project that they took an L on. You know, mm -hmm. but it's there's a lot of factors into why projects fail. You know, but there's a lot of projects and a lot of things that I own that are decent. That if you look at, you know. ETH going up and down and you know the panic you know people panicking in the crypto space like these projects are just like it's like a steady line you know like yeah. the community is steady like they're not they don't care if, if it goes to zero they just love the artwork they love the community and yeah, i'm like higher purpose so it, it survives that's it yeah that's it i that's look so at, cool and she my fiance gets mad at me but i love krypton goons krypton goons <laughs> is kind of like this disney uh, not Disney, like this, like the artist Sean, he did all these like different like characters, but it has like the old school vintage like Mickey look and stuff. Mm -hmm. It doesn't look exactly like Mickey, but it's like different attributes and stuff. But I love I've seen his those. art. Yeah, yeah, I love it. You know, I have it on my banner, on my Twitter banner, you know. I just love it. I think it's cool. I've always loved Disney. I love Mickey Mouse. And I just love that he created this grungy, urban like look that everyone from all over the world, which is crazy too, because we got goons and uk we got uh goons in miami we got you know we, we just created this uh world for everybody in like how many months like this takes years to do and we did it like quick you know so that's amazing yeah. what has been the the most crazy in a in a good way experience that you've had so far in the space um i think just people's reactions to my art yeah surprising people like people's genuine reactions like to me that's the craziest thing still like to go on a tourist space and do a background for someone and then have them like stutter and be like um where's uh i got i just got a dm from rock so he did a like a background artwork to my nft i just want to say thank you so much and i'm like oh that's so nice you surprise them i surprise people all the time oh my goodness and i do that because like to build my name but i also do it because like i I get a kick out of it. I think it's also to see people like excited. Yeah. And today, like I get to meet people when, when I meet people, their eyes light up. They're like, oh, you're this person. I'm like, yes. I, and then it's like before, like not that it didn't happen before, but I'm able to create so fast and get my name out mm -hmm. and connect with so many people that that's what I mean by everything just started lining up. Like when I used to post stuff on Instagram, it just wouldn't hit the same versus mm -hmm. posting it on Twitter and being part of all these communities and on discords. And it's now it's like, I disappear for like a little bit and I come back to like, Oh my God, where have you been? Da -da -da. And I'm like, <laughs> it's not that it disappears because I'm busy doing canvases or helping out another community. Right. There's so many communities that I'm a part of and it's only, it's not even year one. Yeah. That's, that's a good point. We're just getting started. Oh my goodness. I know apes that are part of thousands of communities. Wow. Think, think about how many people are in one community. Yeah. How do you keep up? I don't even know how I keep <laughs> up. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to, like, um, I just, uh, I make a balance of everything. You know, yeah. I do a little bit of digital work on one day and then 
physical work the next day and then shipping receiving and then just you have like a schedule yeah that you follow yeah is there is there a difference to like how it feels to you as the artist when you work with the digital medium versus the traditional canvas medium i like the ac i'll tell you that yeah because i work outside in the sun with the canvases and when i'm inside with the ac i'm just i mean no the difference is um when you're painting on canvas there's a little bit more concentration with your line work and how you want things like how you want paint to work mm -hmm. when you're doing digital art there's just you know the it's just smooth it's like a lot easier right. like there are some like hic hiccups here and there but for the most part, it's just like seamless. And um, I mean, you do get burnt out after a while because if you're not paying attention, you'll spend three or four hours on an iPad because mm. I don't stop. Like I, I'm just like, I'm going to create this piece and it's going to be something simple. And then three or four hours later, it's this <laughs> intricate, yeah, like... crazy thing. And I'm like, and it's because Procreate has all these brushes and all these layers and you can, there's so... The, the iPad versus in real life canvas, like I wish we could figure out a way to integrate that somehow. But the iPad and Procreate have all these options, all these different settings that if you could do that on a brush or on a canvas, like if you could touch a canvas and mess with the settings and somehow oh it like morphed or something, that would be what Procreate is right. on the iPad, you know, um, which I'm pretty sure some person in the future is going to get this conversation and try to, it? yeah. it's like look at what they were talking about <laughs> like oh that's a great idea some engineer is going to create some type of morphing canvas with, with a pen or or something but um yeah it's um there's a lot more options on the ipad versus the canvas the canvas is more like i have my materials i have the way i paint and that's like what i right. stick to and uh, Procreate is just kind of like a like NFTs. It's like a whole new world, you know. You just you just kind of like you know flow right in there. That's so cool. So you you definitely like both. Yeah. Yeah. I would say both. Yeah. That's. Yeah, I'm a little crazy with it, but if I could do like if there's a well, I take pictures of my canvas. Like I'll paint the canvas, take a picture of it, and then I'll do a digital version on top. Mm -hmm. And then if I want to, then I can print that canvas out and then. <laughs> paint on top it's, a loop. it's just like a loop you know it's like if i was really that crazy we would like take it there you know oh my so. gosh can you imagine you should yeah. do that one day just for fun like see a, what happens it's a it's like a small canvas and it's like a bigger canvas and then bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and it's like, like maybe that should be your next nft might be might be something we yeah. might be on to something huh. yeah and it got inspired here just nice. <laughs> <laughs> next project um so speaking of projects can you share some projects with us? So, so I I do have two projects that I'm going to be a part of. I can't really say too much about right. it. Right. So, well, I can Just talk what, about one. Whatever you can, yeah. Whatever little snippets you can share with us. So, me and my team we're going to get signed to do a project. Um, it's going to be ten thousand units. Uh, it's going to come out within the next couple of months. Um, people will probably start noticing it on different social media platforms. So we definitely have that going on. And then we also have Project Roadmap. And what Project Roadmap is, is a company that me, my fiance, and my team, we formed uh, during the inception of the Ape Wall of Fame. And basically what it is, is we are the utility for NFT projects. Okay. So when people purchase their NFT, they hire us out to do the in real life events. And that includes like murals, that includes canvases, tangible things that the IP owner are going to be able to have and experiences as well. 
Um, so that includes like time lapse videos of us creating the artwork, recaps, like all these things are integrated within the experience of having their IP on a wall or on a canvas. And that's something that we want to bring to the to the table. And then within Project Roadmap, we're also thinking about doing NFT projects as well. But that's in the near, near future. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds so cool. Yep. And that, so the event that you had, um, I want to say three weeks ago, right? Kind of three yeah, weeks ago? Yeah, it's fast, yeah. Yeah, it, it feels like it was yesterday. It's already been three weeks. That's nice. amazing. Um, that was a real life event where you integrated a lot of, you know, NFTs from the apes. Yes. And that was such a success. That was so much fun. Yes. I what think was that like, putting that together? That was... It was definitely a journey. Uh, so we, you know, with the Ape Wall of Fame, you know, we created the mural, we got it done, and we wanted to throw like an event right away. But what ended up happening was, you know, whether, you know, you know, people are still getting sick from COVID and stuff. So we had yeah. to like take breaks and stuff. But what we wanted to do was prove to people, this is like a proof of concept. This is like, we could have gotten hired out, paint the wall, and that was it, you know, mm -hmm. just, but what we wanted to do is show people, like, the type of event, what we can bring to the table, and, um, you know, we wanted it to be, like, larger than live and, and crazy and stuff, well, other people wanted that, but for me, I was <laughs> like, well, we have the venue, we have the gallery, you know, it doesn't have to be, like, 3,000 people, it could be something like, you know, like a small little block, like a small yeah. little strip, and then, we just, you know, we, we got the venue. We started just putting everything together. It, everything happened within the span of like a month or so, which we needed way more time, but we were it able to- It was so much fun yeah, because it was large enough that you felt like you were back into the normal world of, yeah. you know, pre-2020, yep. but yet small enough where you can actually interact with people. Yes. You know? Yes. Everything was- uh, concentrated yeah which is what we wanted because the thing is if you go bigger than what that space was everyone starts getting spaced out yeah. and attention spans and everything like right. uh, i'm very big into activations and turning things into an experience mm -hmm. so i think that was like our main objective my main thing was this is what i have this is what we're working with what can we do and it just it literally all started coming together little by little and I had help from, you know, Diaz, Xavier, my fiance, my whole team. So it wasn't just me. Before I used to throw these events and just be like dead tired. And now I, I have people that I can rely on, you know, to get it done. And I have apes that believe in what me and my team do and other NFT uh, communities believe in it too. So I think that's another reason why they trust us as a brand is because we actually mm -hmm. show up. Some artists, they Again, they paint and they, that's it. They get hired yeah. out to do the thing and that's it. And I'd rather us, like as a team, sh shake hands, meet people, conversate with the community because they, they literally changed my life and everyone's life that, that's a part of our team. So I love that. Yeah. Yeah. I love, Thanks. you know, that the aspects of giving back. But that event was so much fun. Yes. Like the people that I we're surrounded by are still talking about it, and I can't wait for another one. No Thank pressure. <laughs> that was another thing too. Like a lot of the apes, a lot of the NFT people, they don't. So another reason why we did it was so I could show 
the people that helped us out show it show them like where we came from like mm -hmm. i came from hip-hop like diaz and xavier all came from hip-hop like all these people that i have in the show they all came from that underground hip-hop vibe and if you look at board Ape, it's kind of has like that feel to it you know so it just like i said everything lined it was up. perfect it's perfect yeah yeah and what i liked about it too was how um so contrary to popular belief you don't have to be in an nft holder to go to these events right like the yeah. one you had yeah you could just come you know and and get to meet people and ask questions and yes. everyone is just so happy to share whatever knowledge they have yes and i feel like that's the best way to onboard people now there yeah. are going to be events where you do have to like show your metamask right, and course. those are a little bit more you know different but this was more of like hey if you want to get onboarded first check what this is all about and right. see like what what everyone's all about and then go home and then you could do your research you know exactly. what i'm saying versus Come to our event. We're going to stop all the music. All right, guys. So these are <laughs> NFTs. Get your MetaMask. Oh, wait. The Wi-Fi is not working. All right. Never mind, Hold guys. Hold on. Hold on. Okay, wait. It's loading up. Now you're going to buy it. First of all, when you buy an NFT, it's like super slow on OpenSea. You got to wait for that thing to, you know. like It's it, it, eternal. It feels like. Or yeah. you, to watch it, you like, watch load. It and you're just like, oh, my God. You know, like, did I buy it? Did my account get hacked? What's going on? Like. Right. Nah. And it was funny because my friend Jet, he was like, yeah, man, just just make it a party, make it a celebration. Uh, all the other stuff, like the panels, the educational stuff, that would be more of a, um, you know, like a panel event or something, mm -hmm. you know, for later on. I was like, perfect. Because that's what I, I specialize is just throwing parties and right. good times and good vibes and good energy. And, you know, I was yeah. I was looking at the event. I was live painting. I was like, man, this is, this is going really smooth. It, it went yeah. so well. It went so well. Like, we had such a good time. And I am not, um, what's the word? I don't want to say easy to impress because that's not true. But when it comes to, like, parties, yeah. I'm a uh, very particular taste. I think I'm <laughs> Do you know the same what I mean? No, I'm, I think like, I'm, yeah. I don't like, like, just the, the lights blaring and the music blasting and just smoke everywhere. Like, yeah. it's like, okay, I've been there, done that. I'm ready yeah. for something else. Yeah. Um, I, I know people must be listening and being like, what the hell is she talking about? <laughs> no, no, I, I, I agree with you 100% because I go to a lot of parties and a lot of big events that I'm like, man, they sh like, it is funny because you can have a lot of money and you can right. invest in throwing like this crazy event, mm -hmm. but there might be just something that's just like off and right. it just, uh, you know what I'm saying? I've been to events like that where it's so clubby, right? It's so dark with the, the lasers going and the music is so loud yeah. that people end up staying in their little clicks. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you hang out with who you came with or the other person that's meeting you there and you never really mingled. You never yeah. really... um explored yeah just because the the environment doesn't really lend itself for you to yep approach someone and be like hey i like that piece you're looking at it too what do you think or whatever yep um so no it was kudos to you guys you guys did an thank amazing you. amazing job thank you thank you yeah we try yeah. to make it you know fun uh for everyone and, and just kind of like an, an experience and just like open yeah. You know, like I remember they were like, oh, no, we're not going to open the doors. I was like, no, you guys should definitely open the doors so people can like mm -hmm. walk in and out. Feel and welcomed. And as yeah. soon as we did that, it was smooth. Yeah. Smooth. That, uh, yeah, I was there when they said like, oh, this door has to stay closed. And I thought that same thing that you just said. I said, yeah. well, if 
you know, someone's driving by and or whatever, and they see, yeah. they might think it's, it's a private event or which it kind of was, but not really. Yeah, it might deter people from coming in. And then they open the door, and I was like, "Whoa!" You could see the rut, you know, the the beeline going yes. through. And it was just, and it's, and it's funny because like a lot of people like they were like, "Oh no, you should do it like this. You should do it like that." And I'm like, "This is how circulation works, guys." You open the front doors and you open the other door and everybody just does this. Yeah. But the thing is, is that people started hanging out a lot in the back. And I was like, oh, this does look like a block party. Because I was telling people we were paying the wall. I was like, this is going to be a block party. Right. And I was like, I was like, damn it, we did it. We actually did it. Yeah. <laughs> we did it, you know. It took a lot of work. But it was like with the wall, too. Like, when we finished painting the wall, it was like, well, we're painting the wall. And I remember telling myself, like, man, I don't know how we're going to finish this. I don't know. Like we have to live. I have we have the artists, but this is a lot of work. Right. You know, I remember every day being like, man, this is like every time I did details, everything, I was like, man, this is like this is like this is actually work. Even though I'm an artist, I'm like, this is work. This is yeah. we're there twelve to fourteen hours a day. Wow. Painting it, you know? And then and I was like, guys, I think we should throw an event for this because this is too big for yeah. it to just be like, um, a spot for people to do photos, right. you know, and um, just seeing everything flow, and then got seeing them Xavier and Diaz painting next to me, and you know, I only painted like two pieces that night, but I was able, like, after I painted those two pieces, just to talk to people, and I was like, okay, this is like, and I hope other people can throw events like that too for the NFT space. But if anyone were to approach us, like, we're gonna come from an angle of you know, hard work, dedication, and 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 then we'll sit back and relax and, and, and enjoy the the fruits of our labor. You know, but for um, sure. but I, I appreciate you know people like you seeing it for like what it is and seeing the creativity and then seeing like there was a lot of different communities. Yeah. So yeah, there's the NFT community, but then there's the whole dance community mm -hmm. that was there, that they're learning about NFTs. So now they get inspired and then they can create their own NFT project. And who knows, maybe a year from now, those dancers, they all become millionaires because right. they went to our event. You just, you never know. How do you put a dollar amount on that? How do you put a price? Yeah. It's priceless. It's, it's the opportunity for creativity, what I love about all this stuff that's it and creativity on so many different ways because like you said you could be the artist you could be the developer you could be the business person yep there's just so much yep you know yep and, and 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 the thing is you'll know if someone's real because if someone goes into the space they're like hey like i have an opportunity for you and this and third you know it's like once you start explaining to them logistically what it takes to do something you'll see like yeah. If they really want to do it, you know? Right. Because everything looks easy when someone else does it. Or yeah. when they achieved it. Yeah. Right? It's like, oh, that I could have done I that. I could do that. Yeah. And it's like, no, no, you couldn't. <laughs> you could, but it's going to be a nightmare for you. Right. Because you didn't go through the nightmare like I went through. Right. You know, you, I, I made it through the other side. Exactly. That's what I mean. Yeah. You, you can do it. And you should attempt to just understand that everything takes hard work. You can't. There's no easy formula. Um, for real stuff, you know, for yeah. things that are substantial and are going to last. Yep. There's no I'm, easy formula. I'm big on tangible stuff. 
I'm yeah. very big. Like I'm big on how people treat other people, mm. and uh, and all because the like, little things. The little that that's what I mean. Like, what's the point yeah. of me throwing an event if I am distant and discentered? Like my and, and it was funny because I was talking to Mario, who was the dancer hosting the event, and he was telling me he's like, before all this, it was like two weeks before the event. He was like, "What's your intent for the event?" And I and my intent is like, "Oh yeah, like is my intent to make money." Is it to connect us? Like I started thinking very like self and I'm like, he's like, figure out what your intent is, and once you once you're content with your intent, then you'll be happy, you'll be relaxed. So for me, I just wanted the event to go smooth. Right. I wanted it to go smooth. I, you know, I don't want nothing crazy to happen. I want everybody right. to have a good time. Like, you know, like I don't care if my bank account is zero or this done a third. Like I just I want everybody to have a good time. But Mario, that's such a good quote. We're gonna have to quote you. Yeah. Be content with your intent. That is, that's deep. But he he told me that he made me think. I was like I was like, what are really? And and, and I'm yeah. kind of glad that he told me that because yeah. if I didn't think about it, I'm just gonna show up to the event and just be like, like it's I'm just part of the event. Like it's there versus like being outside of mm. it. I've thrown so many really cool events that I had to take a step back and just look at what happened. Because I, I get there's something that I get out of it that I'm just like, maybe it's God, maybe it's creativity, maybe it's something. But I'm like, the things just like line up and, and people just have like a good time. People people have a good feeling. And it's like when you watch an amazing movie or you right. see Disney or Pixar for the first time, you're just like, wow, you're, you're this is something innovating, you know? Right. So I guess it's it's scary to take those jumps and those leaps, but I'm happy I did it. So Yeah. I, I think we can all say that we're happy you did it. <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about Miami and the art scene. So yes. we've seen how much Miami's becoming a name in the art world. Yes. And this is so exciting. And uh, I would say long overdue because yes. we've always had art here. Yes. But what what's it been like for you? What do you think about all the changes going on? Um, So with Miami, you know... You got Wynwood, right? Mm -hmm. And you have, we have a lot of artists. Like, we're like it's like a melting pot, you know? Uh, but again, because you have a lot of artists, it's it's oversaturated. So it's hard to figure out, like, what to look at, what to value, and, and like, who's, like, the next big yeah. person. And it's, like, the same, It's but it's the same everywhere you go. So it's, like, what's going to make you stand out from everyone else? Like, like is it hard work? Is it networking? You know, I, for me, for a little bit, I, I didn't want to go out because I didn't want to be a, an artist that was known to like network. Because I feel like you should be known for your work and not because. Oh, I see. You know what I'm saying? Like, but the thing is that like you need a balance of both. So now we have NFTs. Yeah, because if you don't network, how are they going to know your art? Exactly. Yeah. But purest people that look at art, they're like, oh, I'm just going to post it up on social media and someone's going to recognize my stuff and that's it. But you can't think like that anymore. You can't think if you're going to paint a mural in Wynwood or you're going to have a gallery show in Wynwood, then that's going to take you to the next level. You have to think outside of a gallery. You have to think outside of creating mm, art. The world know. is changing and we can't approach things the same way we've yeah. been doing it for, you know. I think what it is is that nobody stops to to pivot. Everyone stops yes. and they they want the world to be how they want it, um, and then they end up either stopping or get they get frustrated or you know, for for me I, I observe 
from the outside even though i'm creating all the time and i'm like right here creating doing all the stuff like sometimes i do stop and i check the temperature of the room and i see how things move like the di- like i don't think people are ready for how everything's gonna change or i don't think artists are ready because mm-hmm. artists are gonna come in they're gonna be like oh yeah you, here's my project and it's like there's way more than you just putting your art out there yeah you have you have a lot of responsibility you have a as an artist that's going to create an nft project you have a lot of responsibility so when i mean we have great artists i i believe miami has amazing artists you know i just want artists to like step up and just really take control and maybe maybe they need a team maybe they need a a squad maybe they need you know like a project who knows you know what i'm saying like I think the dynamic of everything is going to change. So it's not going to be like, hey, we're throwing a gallery show. Now the community is going to help you do that. The community is going to give you that fuel for you to put in work every day because you're not doing it for yourself anymore. Right. You're doing it for 10,000 people. That believed in you and love your art. It's- but there's a mental... So that's also meant... That's a lot of pressure for artists as well. Yeah. So it's like... And you're going to mess up. And the community is going to get mad at you too sometimes. Because they're not going to understand. There's 10,000 people. Someone's going to get mad at you. Yeah, the odds are. The odds are. Someone's going to get mad. Someone's going to be like, oh. But I think it's just like you got to not disconnect or be cold. But you got to like differentiate where your energy is going to go. I think Mm. Miami is the perfect place for it. Because we're so eclectic. We have all these things going on that... Artists are going to be able to be like, oh, yeah, I can I can pivot. I can adapt because that's how it is. You don't want to be right. stuck in traffic. That's OK. You get off the exit. You go through the back roads. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, or you take a break. You know, some people do. They wait two hours before they go back on the road and they go work out or go do something different because they don't want to be stuck in traffic. That's an analogy. So, yeah, no, <laughs> like, it's perfect. It's yeah. true. And and you're you're bringing up some really good points, some really solid advice. So thank you. Yeah. I hope um, whoever's listening can apply it. And yeah. not just if you're an artist, but just in life in general. You yeah. know, you, you got to adapt. It's yeah, it's the way human nature is. If you don't, you're in trouble. At, to answer your question, with art or where Miami art or artists, where everything's happening right now, Wynwood was, you know, Wynwood was just warehouses, right? At the beginning. Yeah. Then they got murals. Then it became a place where people would take selfies and throw gallery events. Then you had to pay for parking. Those buildings <laughs> went down. Sky rises. Now you have NFTs. I'm telling you, like, it's going to be crazy, but, like, someone's going to buy a whole town, and the whole town is just going to be NFTs advertisement or IRL event spaces or, or it might be an island. Who knows? Yeah. But that's where we're heading to. So artists are going to have to wrap their heads around that and either create something for themselves because it's no longer to be like, hey, this is the Rock Soul Gallery show, you know. It's or you know what I'm saying like this is the Artist Gallery show. It's it's gonna be way bigger than that. Your name is gonna go to India, to mm-hmm. to Cuba, to Croatia, to uh, uh, Libya, and all these other places. Like you're gonna connect with everyone. Another reason why I do my derivatives and sometimes I give them away is because there's someone across the world that you don't know what their situation is you do a background artwork for them and it just 
changes their mentality of the NFT space or how they see America or how they see people. Well, you're giving me goosebumps. I know that never crossed my mind. Yeah, because we're so concentrated on on our little bubble. You're so right. It's 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 everywhere. You know, everyone can see it. It reaches people from all over the world, all different cultures. And right now, the way the world is on fire, you doing something that could be as little as that. It can have such a ripple effect. Yeah, I, I have uh, sleepless nights because I probably do like 50 or 20 of them. Oh, my like, goodness. Like at night, like from like 12 all the way to 5 a.m. or something, you know, like or like, yeah, I don't stop. And I'm just doing it for the community and I'm doing it, you know, like and I do get commissioned out to do them. So I'm I'm good. Like I'm taken care of. Right. But like I, a lot of it is, you know, because I know that people are going to remember the name. And they're going to remember everything that we're doing. Everything. Everything in this space that we do, they're going to remember it. And and it's funny because I went to NFT Miami and I, and it's cool like going to the booths and stuff. But I'm, I'm so big on experiences. Mm-hmm. I'm so big Same. on just walking in and it being like an ambiance. Like, yeah. um, Dudos, they had an event in Austin, Texas. And they're like, they retrofitted the whole place to fit their NFT project. And I'm just like, Thank you. Thank you for investing your money and time and turning something into like what Disney would be. Yeah. You know, like exactly. it's an experience. You're going to walk in. Your IP owners are going to be blown. They're going to be like, oh, my God, you mean there's a coffee with my with my uh, NFT on the coffee? Like, um, OK, there's a there's I scan my uh, my QR code and then my 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 merch comes out in a little like moving roller coaster. You know, and I and I'm a part of this community, and someone invested money into doing this. This is cool. Right. You know, like how do you explain that to someone? You know, like if you were to explain, like, hey, you're gonna invest in Disney, and Disney is gonna have all these rides and this, that, and third, and you're gonna help make that happen. Like you'll look at Disney from where it started to where it's right. at now and be like, well, didn't Walt Disney have trouble with like as a kid? Wasn't he told that he couldn't draw or something like that? Probably, I'm not too sure. But that when you yeah, someone correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure I I read I read that uh, somewhere. Maybe it was Stan Lee. I think it was a Walt or Stan Lee. We're gonna have to figure that out. Yeah, Google come to the rescue. (laughs) Siri, oh, it's actually listening. Perhaps, yeah, she's always listening, Chief Mosa. Um. <laughs> uh. Yeah. I. I don't. Now I don't know. You're making me question. I. I'm thinking somehow it's uh Walt Disney that like um or he wasn't good in school, um he wasn't told he wasn't smart something like yeah. that, um so but to bring it back to your point, um it's hard right when you're creating something that doesn't exist something out of nothing, and even as small as as a business right even if you're just replicating a business model. You're opening up a shop. There are other shops out there, but yours is, you're making it, right? It's so hard, right? It's so difficult to explain that, to tell people what's not there, how it's going to be. So imagine for something that there is no model, that Mm. it's being created, literally as we speak, as we go. It's difficult to, to wrap your head around it. We're creating industries, small businesses within the NFT space. I just created, yeah. this is my business, you know, like there yeah. it is, you know, like it exists now, you know, it's an LLC and w- 
so like to, the Duda's example is to me it's crazy because they actually didn't set what they were going to do. They were like, hey, we're going to throw it in real life event. We're not going to tell you how crazy it's going to be. I, I, I don't know if there was any leaks or any alpha on it, but they 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 put their money where their mouth is and they were able to create something out of a project that was created months ago. Creating these experiences takes years to do, right. you know, like it takes years to, to have the creative director to get the venue, to retrofit it, to get all the merch ready, to to let people know that it's going to be in South by Southwest. Like, like not saying that it takes like forever, but it takes the, time. It takes yeah. time. The fact that we can do it this quick, I don't think people are ready for what this year holds and what next year is. I just saw the DJ Tunes IRL meetup and it was it, it looked like they were in an arcade game. Oh my goodness it looked the whole place looked yeah. arcade and i'm oh, just like so fun and i'm so and i'm like all right cool so now when i buy this nft i get to meet these people that i haven't seen before all i know is their pfp but i get to meet them in person right. they see how i am they see that i'm a positive person they're a positive person and it's like it it's really changing the dynamic of like how we see each other you know what i'm saying yeah. and then once we're in those events and we got the people dancing the fire dancers the drums the break dance we have all the stuff we're like okay all this was created because someone decided to put out a project right. and get us all together and maybe you have five or six nfts and one of those you need to sell because you need to liquidate it for a house mm -hmm. well now you have it right or you need to pay to pay for surgery for your family member now you have it or you need to leave a country you know that's going through something and you have that acid so now that asset gives you access into other places that you wouldn't have it before. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like that's one of that's one of the best things about it. There's just so many opportunities with it. You know, yeah. it's not just this little art picture thingy that's somewhere in your, you know, in your page, as, yeah. as people say. Yeah. Um. It, it it's really changing people's lives, and it's crazy because. Um, I had a dinner one time with my fiance and her friend um, and her husband and he's a music teacher and she like she's an organizer. So she organizes like a lot of nonprofit events and stuff. And, you know, we were just sitting and, you know, just talking and I just started bringing up NFTs. And I started, you know, uh, explaining about what a ledger is. And when you buy this ledger, it holds all your assets and your Ethereum. And um they actually have like this metal plate that comes with it with your 12 c freight words so that way if the house burns down you at least have those c freight words and even if you lose your ledger you can access your account with right. those 12 words and he just his eyes lit up he's like oh i want to buy one now yeah i started explaining to them how nfts work you know how like you know how music nfts work too you know, like what, you know, how you can integrate music and, and stuff. And like the guy the next day just started going on Twitter spaces. They were hitting us up being like, hey, like we have our MetaMask set up. Oh, we're going to so, buy our first that's NFT. That's amazing. They bought a DJ tunes. They're like, they're trying to like, they're like asking us like, and again, this is not financial advice, you know? Right. Always. we Yeah. Always that disclaimer. <laughs> but it's, you're, on, you're on your own. I've seen people sell like their NFTs just to pay off their house right. or like and it's just like like what like how do you you know what i'm saying like so it's here it exists so 
be a part of it or or not if you're not ready but definitely start to dip your toe you know like yeah. join a twitter space come to a, an event that's open um to to people to the public uh just start talking to people i think that's yeah. that's the easiest safest way i started i think four months ago with zero if i didn't have no ethereum and you know for me, I, I people started paying me in Ethereum because of the art that I was creating and it accumulated, you know? But some people like they might start with zero and then they might end they might end up, you know, working at a Discord and being a mod and then they get gifted an NFT mm -hmm. because they're a moderator in the Discord or they're a host in a Twitter space for that project. There are ways for people to get in where they can start with zero ETH, right? No money. And they'll get paid in Ethereum and then they can use that to purchase uh, NFTs and stuff like that. Or, and then from there you just start playing, you know? Yeah. Nothing is written in stone. See what you can bring to the table. Yes. You know, maybe you have a skill and ability an idea that hasn't been thought of yet. Yeah. And here you are with your idea and you have something of value to give. Yep. So, but you never know unless you, you dive in. You can be a part of a, a project and get paid hourly for it and also get ethereum and then you can learn while you're doing that right. you know what i'm saying like you can you can be taught by the for other, sure by the other people in that community so it's like it's endless you just have to be open-minded and just surround yourself with like-minded individuals and you're gonna soar you know mm -hmm. you're gonna and not only you're gonna soar you're gonna change people's lives that's the only reason like one of the main reasons why we do it is because we want to help people that are gonna help people, mm -hmm. you know. Like I want to, I want to, I help my mom and my dad. I want to help everybody, you know. Mm -hmm. So it's like, it's only the beginning. For sure, for sure. That was beautifully said. Um, so one last question for you. I always ask our guests to recommend a book or to share with us their favorite book or author. Okay. What would yours be? A book. Um, <laughs> I haven't read books in such I a know. long time. <laughs> uh, I, can I recommend the show? Or yeah, anything that you yeah. you know that means something to you. There's this show that I started watching again. It's called the OA, uh, the original. Agent. I feel like, oh my goodness, that's back. No, it's on Netflix. Okay, but it's it, it's not. Um, it's a crazy show. So I saw it. You saw I it. I remember. I'm remembering the ending right now as you brought it up. There's two series. It's the first one and the second one. Season two, right? Okay. With okay, I don't want to spoil it for people. So the OA is a cool. It's a cool story. It's basically about like you know people coming back from from life to death and you know having these crazy experiences. There's a big story behind it, mm -hmm. but I like it because there's this saying, and I hope I don't kill it. But in the in the show, the saying is, uh, uh, "To live is to survive unfair circumstances." So it's like it was during a scene where the person's like, oh, why is this happening to me? And this lady says that to her. And it made me realize about life. It's like, like we already exist, you know, we're alive and we already survived unfair circumstances. So we should, you know, just appreciate life every day. So that resonated with me. And yeah. it's not a book, but it's definitely a really crazy story. And that part is in that story. Right. Yeah. No, I, I, rem I remember that show. I saw it a couple of years ago. And it was, I mean, I still remember it. It's so intricate. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. <laughs> it's 
If that tells you anything, it's good. Definitely recommend it. I'm yep. glad you brought that up because I forgot about that show. Yep. Yeah. yeah. When I first saw it, I was like, they, the introduction to the show was at the like mid part of the end. Right. Like they started introducing like the next episode within the first episode. And I was like, I was like, what? What is this? And I was like, this is a very interesting way of filming. Yeah. It's a little trippy at first yeah, when you first start watching it. But then it all makes sense. Yeah. You know? Um, and it's very deep. Yeah. 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 I, and the, the director, um, she, and it's funny, her story is crazy. But I think like she went to like school for film um, or she did something different. It was like marketing or something. It wasn't even film. It was something different. And she came up with the story and it got picked up from Netflix. And then she, she became the actor, the main actor. The main actor is, is a, is the director and the writer as well. No, I, okay. And that I did not yeah. know. And she's, she's it's really good. Insanely good. Yeah. Insanely good. Yeah. It was her and her friend that they went to like school for, I don't know if it was for writing or for screenplay or something. And then. It just got picked up, and oh she just God. knew how to play that part, like that. You know. But she directed it as well. I'm pretty sure. Don't quote me on that, but okay. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, that's crazy because visually, it's it's impressive. Yeah, like I can't imagine that it was someone's first time doing something like that. If she didn't direct it, the director, whoever did direct it, had a lot of faith in her acting and her right. writing ability. Right. So, no, for either way, yeah. it's it's a huge accomplishment. So when I saw it, I was like, this is really creative. And this is not like a movie. This is not like a show show. This is like very, this is like a someone's baby. Yeah. And it became like a reality. You know, I was like, right. oh, this is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to have to rewatch it now. Because I, I remember a lot of it. But there's always things that escape yeah. you. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you so much for being with us and for sharing. Thank you for having and me. And we can't wait to see all the amazing things that you're going to accomplish. Thank you. This year and beyond. But Everything's going so fast. I feel like this year it's gonna be yeah, it's gonna be exciting. Yeah, it's happening so fast that I have to slow down, and I like to move fast. Right. Yeah, but that says a lot. That yeah. even if someone that likes to move fast is like, okay, hold on, I need to take it all in. Yep. That's that's super cool. Well, thank you, thank you guys for having me. No, it's our pleasure. And to everyone listening and watching, thank you so much. Make sure to reach out to Rocky and support his art and his future projects. Yes. And um, yeah, we can't wait to have you back. Talk yes. about other projects. Yes, and, and pastelitos. And pa yes, and um, guayaba pastelitos. I'll, yeah, I won't forget. <laughs> thank you guys so much. Thank you.